Here we go. What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition of Ballin' Over Beers. I am Justin Dupengeiser. I am depressed still. My Kansas City Chiefs got their asses handed to them in the in the Super Bowl by the Bucks, but making it a little bit better is getting joined as always by my guys James Fitch and AK Howe. James, what's up, dude? Yo, just uh, a little bummed, obviously, that uh, the Chiefs lost with uh, the futures bets that I had and you guys had, too. And most importantly, bummed that the uh, the football season has come to an end. I think we're all pretty pretty happy that we had a football season. I think there was some, some serious doubt a couple of times this season that we'd get to the finish line. But we did, and great to have a season, but uh, already looking forward to this coming fall. Yeah, hell yeah. That's going to be... Uh... It's gonna be weird. We've we've had football for so many months now. Uh, AK, what are you what are you gonna do with your time? Uh, not much. Uh, I'm pretty excited that football's over. Now you both are uh, with my Bengals at zero and zero, and we're already on the next year. So it's nice to have everyone out of the playoffs. Yeah, that's. I hate much that crazy. he's right about that. <laughs> I know. This is the only chance he had for the Bengals to be back on the even playing ground with the Bills and the Chiefs. At this point, um, let's talk. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. We'll we'll just start there. We'll just we'll go over the bets eventually here. But let's just let's talk Super Bowl because a lot of stuff happened in that game. Um, Ak, why don't you start? Just what what were your over uh, overall thoughts about the Super Bowl or anything like that? Brady, the Bucks, Chiefs, Mahomes, anything? Um, overall thoughts are, you know, you build your team inside out offensive line defensive line and I think that showed pretty much in the Super Bowl I know Kansas City's offensive line was pretty banged up they had guys you know all over the place but Tampa Bay's defensive line you know dominated that game it reminded a lot of people of when the Giants played the Patriots and the Giants defensive line took over and held the Patriots offense to like 17 points um, that's what wins and loses championships, and unfortunately for the Chiefs, they really couldn't get anything going on offense with Mahomes having 0.2 seconds to do anything and a little miscommunications in the first quarter. Mahomes overthrew Hardman on that third down, a couple big drops. Who knows what would have happened if they would have scored there, but that's pretty much it for me, just offense and defensive lines. Is, that's what if you have a bad team, that's what you want your team that you're at, in my opinion. Yeah, that I mean, there was pretty glaring differences for, between even when you look at the other side of it. The the Bucks offensive line completely do, dominated the Chiefs. Now, obviously, the game plan that the Bucks had was pretty outstanding, considering you know Brady's average depth of target was four yards, so they were getting the ball out quick. Um, they obviously didn't want him getting hit, and they knew that the Chiefs were going to be coming at him, so they had a pretty good game plan with that. Um, James, what about you? What were, your, what were your overall thoughts of the Super Bowl? Well, just as I predicted, the Chiefs wouldn't score a touchdown in the game, right? I, I called that, um, <laughs> like everyone else. Exactly. I I did not see this coming. I mean, I, I don't think we really... I know I personally didn't put enough stock in the uh, the the mismatch between the lines. I just I just thought Patrick Mahomes would be um, just kind of the trump card there. Like 
you know, he's going to be rushed, but I, I just thought that they'd be able to do more than they did. I mean, the, the drop touchdown passes obviously killed them. You can't have that, especially in this game. Um, I know we don't like to, to blame officials too much, but there were definitely some, some questionable calls in that game that did not go Kansas City's way, especially in the first half. It, it was very interesting to me that the, 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 it was like a tale of two halves between the refs too. Like the, the first half, they just, I think they controlled too much of the game. They, they threw too many penalties. Then I don't know if the league just stepped in and said, cut it out. But in the second half, it almost seemed like they just put the flags away. And I, I just don't know how you can call a game that lopsided. You, you've just got to be consistent in these games. And they definitely weren't. So it was unfortunate to see them uh, have that much influence over the game. But at the end of the day, I mean, Tampa Bay just dominated up front on defense, and, and Tom Brady did enough to, to get them by. Um, so, was hoping for a better game. Didn't go that way. Um, looking forward to, to next season. Yeah, and I think that, the, you know, when you talk about the ref thing, that's it's pretty much all you ask for, right? Just be consistent. Like, if you're going to call stuff, make sure it's consistent, and it and it's not, and it hasn't been. And that don't. This is not an indictment on why the Chiefs' life or lost or anything like that. I mean, they they didn't lose because of the refs. They lost because they got dominated up front. The Bucks had a better game plan and they outplayed them. But like you said, I mean, the, the refs played too much of an impact on the game. Like Matthew gets the pick early, and it's called back for a phantom holding call. They get called for defensive pass interference when Evans clearly just slide, you know, slides and falls to the ground. Like too many, too many bad calls. Um, be consistent and you know I'm not a conspiracy theory guy and I'm not but it's just interesting to look at the penalties and the fact that Tom Brady leads the NFL and defensive pass interference is called in his favor and and not only that he is it's by a pretty wide margin and and, you know he had two more in the Super Bowl where like the rest of the um, playoffs there was like three called total against him his teams so I don't know uh, very interesting there. Like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I, I don't think that it's just pretty crazy how much that um, you know it, it did favor them. But the game, the game, game, game came down to up front. I mean, Mahomes is literally planting his foot, or not even planting his back foot, and he's he was having to run around for his life. I mean, there was a one play. Um, There's literally pressure quicker than two seconds, like. The defensive line is in in the backfield faster than two seconds, so he's he's barely getting the ball and taking a drop, and the defensive line's already winning, and he doesn't throw the ball um, for another nine seconds. So he scrambled around for for eleven seconds before making an almost an unbelievable heroic completion. Because the, I mean, the other thing is too is the receivers let him down. And James, you mentioned it. So many drop passes, drop touchdowns, where you know Mahomes or Kelsey right away had a critical drop on third down with Mahomes again scrambling, getting hit, um, that would move the chains. That was huge. Tyree Kill had one bounced off his face mask that would have been a touchdown, again, on just an incredible scramble from Mahomes going to his left. Daryl Williams had one bounce off his face mask that if he would have caught it, it probably probably would have been the the best play I've ever seen on the football field in my my entire life. I lost Uh, two bets on that play. I had had him over 12.5 receiving yards, and I had him to score a touchdown. He ended up with 10 (laughs) receiving yards and no touchdowns. So that would have won two bets for me if he caught that. That's brutal. That's brutal. That makes makes it even worse. That makes me (sighs) even more angry. Um, but yeah, it would have been probably the greatest play I've ever seen on the football field in my life. 
he was literally parallel to the ground and threw the ball 35 yards in the air and hit his receiver in the face mask. Like I, I've never seen some of the stuff that he, he does on the football field. Um, and you know, they put out the stat there that he actually scrambled before throwing the ball for 498 yards. That is one of the most unbelievable stats I've ever heard in my life. Um, when it comes to a football game that the quarterback scrambled for 498 yards before throwing it. That's, that's not normal. That's, that's heroic. That's Superman stuff. I don't know. It's unbelievable. And all while the fact he, he went under the knife today for surgery. So obviously, you know, he, he played through the pain and did it, but he was hurt enough that he's getting surgery today for that foot. And it's going to be a pretty long rehab from what I'm understanding, like months of rehab, not like a simple, like get surgery. You're back in a couple of weeks. Like this is a month long, months long rehab. So pretty significant injury. I guess anytime you go under the knife, it's pretty significant, but the game in general is pretty crazy. Um, just definitely, like you said, James, like everybody called, you know, Chiefs weren't going to score. The first time ever, the Chiefs haven't scored a touchdown while Mahomes has started a football game. Good timing. Yeah, real good timing. Good timing for that one. The question is now, do you think, and we'll start with you, AK, you think the Bucks can win back-to-back or at least go back-to-back? Is Brady coming back? Is he going to be good enough to get it done again? Yeah. After watching the video today, uh, Brady get off the boat. I don't know how long it's taking to sober up. He's going to be hung over for a year. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, when's the last time you probably had alcohol? I don't even know. Uh, last time they won the Super Bowl, probably. Avocado-infused tequila. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, going back-to-back to NFL is one of the hardest things, I think, in sports. When was the last time it happened? Oh three, oh four with the Patriots, right? So, um, yeah, it was the Patriots, but I can't remember what the years were. It was 2003, 2004. Yeah. So, I mean, Tampa Bay, I think Brady's going to come back. Arian said they want to, you know, get all their skill guys back. Who he knows said that? in his MVP speech that he was coming back. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, a lot of changes in the next couple of weeks. You know, Godwin might want more money. Who knows? But I see him bringing a lot of the guys back going to be a betting favorite, but it's going to be hard to go back to back just because of history. And at that age, you never know when that week that Brady's arm is just going to fall off. But watching the Super Bowl, they did a pretty good job of not making him, you know, make any hard throws and kept everything short. So I, I will say that I think that on both sides of the football, both Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles had outstanding game plans for the Bucs. I mean, they, they, they did. I think, I think it was honestly the first time all, all year I could say that the chiefs got completely outcoached um, on both sides of the ball. And I think they did. I think, I think it would have been, it would have taken a lot, even if the chiefs did play well for them to beat him, because I think the Bucs came to play and they had great game plans. So say that again, I say, is Brian Lutwich the next hot commodity that's going to be talking about all off season and see how he does next year then. <laughs> yeah, and neither of those guys got interviews, right? No, no. Well, did Bulls? I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think either of them did. I don't did. think he did. Yeah. I saw I that today because people were talking about um, Todd Bulls. I wish I could remember it, but it was like 17 of the last 24 um, Super Bowl winning coaches all were on their second team. Hmm. So, it, you know, kind of shows that, you know, your first stint as a coach doesn't always go great, but – a lot of times you get that second opportunity, and that's when you really succeed as a coach. So it was just interesting. 
Fire up Marvin Lewis? No. <laughs> Bring, Bring him back, back to the Bengals, baby. Let's go. I got a, a fun little nugget stat for you guys. Um, the last 12, I think it's 12, the last 12 Super Bowls, if you take a look at the winning team's running backs, uh, there is not a player making more than $2.5 million. That's crazy. Does that make sense? It like, do you understand? Make- can you guess the highest paid running back from the last 12 years that won the Super Bowl? James Actually, I, I let me let me rephrase that. Can you guess the highest paid player that led uh, the so I, sorry, I, I think I need to clarify. It's led the winning team in rushing. Okay. In the Super Bowl or in the, in the year? Super Bowl. The Super Bowl winning team player that led the winning team in rushing the last 12 years has not made more than two and a half million dollars. Huh. The last team, was it Colin Kaepernick? No, because they didn't win. I don't know. Per- Percy Harvin. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> 2013 Seahawks, two and a half million. That's, so this year, it dark. was Leonard Fournette at $2 million. Damian Williams last year at just over a million. Sony Michelle, 480000 LeGarrette Blunt, 900000 LeGarrette Blunt, 760 CJ Anderson, 585000 LeGarrette Blunt, three out of four years. Percy That's Harvin, Ray Rice, Ahmad Bradshaw, James Starks, and then Pierre Thomas. All of them un- making underneath $2.5 million. Well, so... Don't pay running backs, I guess, is the, the moral of the story. Yeah. No, that is that is that is a fun little nugget. That is a list of names, too. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that makes me wonder. My first thought, obviously, was Kansas City just drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the you know first round. So, I mean, obviously, he's got you know four more years, basically, under his rookie contract. But what happens? You know, do you, it always comes down to, you know, do you pay the running back? Don't you pay the running back? But it'll be interesting to see kind of what, what happens. Um there with that um let's talk 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 bets for a second in the super bowl i don't i don't have much to say i got wiped out i obviously was on the chief side heavy which didn't help the only thing that i will say is i was pretty bullish on rob gronkowski i thought that he was um a really good play on DraftKings. i thought that he was a good bets across the board on the over two and a half um receptions on his receiving yards props on touchdown props I liked all of those, so I, if you got on those, I think that was um, a good play. But other than that, you know, all my Chiefs ones lost, which makes me sad because I had a, a Chiefs Rom to win the in John Rom to win the U.S. Open parlay bet that I was looking forward to, hoping sweating on the U.S. Open, which is already dead. So it's never good when the first leg of the leg of the bet is already dead before you even get to the second part, I guess. But um, James, any bets? that you liked, didn't like, that you look back now that you wish you would have made or didn't make? Well, my favorite bet hit, and that was the opening kickoff touchback no. I think that was paying plus 230 when I had looked at it. Unfortunately, my sports book here in New York State wouldn't let me bet it in person. So I couldn't get in on it, but uh, that one hit. That was that was my favorite, and that was a good tip from uh, the Pat McAfee show. I think it's now on like an 18-2 and two run to the no side for uh, opening kick touchback. So I wish I could have got money down on that, but hopefully somebody did. Um, I I did hit, I did kind of tell you, Justin, I heard um, a couple of podcasts I listened to, all were very bullish on Gronkowski and just, you know, I think AK had listed a stat last 
on the last show too, saying he was just shy of Jerry Rice's touchdown Super Bowl touchdown record. Um, so I, I did place a bet on that for him to score a touchdown. Wish I had done two touchdowns. Didn't uh, didn't even didn't even think to do that. But I mean, I don't think many people would have. Uh, so I hit on that, and I hit on a Leonard Fournette anytime touchdown. Basically, anything to do with the Chiefs, I I lost. I had them first half and second half. Uh, minus one and a half had them on on the, the futures bets didn't win those had the uh, Daryl Williams over 12 and a half receiving yards didn't win those um, so basically anything on the Tampa side I won and anything on the Kansas City side I lost yeah that sounds about right same here AK anything you that you liked didn't like looking back at it I don't think many people really did that good on prop bets because most of the do prop bets are taking the overs on a lot of stuff and neither team really had really a crazy offensive day. I mean, I got my dick pushed in, to be quite fair. You know, Mahomes almost came through with the over 325 passing. Godwin had one reception. Um, Kelsey obviously didn't score. And then I had a bunch of different Kansas City bets, and you know, they just laid an egg. So it was a tough day. But even if you bet a lot of the overs on Tampa side, you were going to be falling on your face. It was just a low offensive um, yards game, at least. If you got uh, overs on receptions and yards, I think you got pretty beat up at this Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, and I was talking about how bullish I was on Rob, Grounds, Rob Gronkowski, and part of the reason was because how well the Chiefs secondary had depended, defended passes to wide receivers all year. And, um, they did it again, right? They Like you just said, Godwin had a catch. Evans basically had pretty much nothing. And then really all our damage came from, you know, Cameron Bray had a big screen and then Gronkowski across the middle. And it's the Chiefs were terrible. They were first uh, um, defending receivers or giving up yards to the receivers. And they were third to last in defending yards um, to the tight ends. And it played it played true again. And I thought that, again, going back to just Byron Leftwich, he, he, had, a, he had a great game plan, man. He... They saw in the first game when they went 12 personnel, which was when they you put two tight ends on the field, the Chiefs went into their base package. Well, when the Chiefs are in the base package, they have terrible linebackers who can't cover anybody. So they just went heavy 12 personnel, heavy play action. They ran 12 play actions on first down, and that's where Brady did like basically all of his damage. He only threw for like 200 yards, and I think over 120 that came on first down off of play action passes out of 12 personnel. So... They saw the weakness, and guess what? They exploited it, and that's what happens. It worked out, and they ended up winning thirty-one to nine. So I guess I guess good for them. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's switch gears here. I'm I'm sick of talking about my shitty Chiefs losing the Super Bowl, but let's talk. Let's let's look at next year a little bit. We we kind of touched base on it a little bit in the last episode about quarterbacks. Um, I think since then we've seen now Matt Stafford get traded to the Los Angeles Rams with Jared Goff going to the Lions. The, te- the Houston Texans is basically an entire just crap show over there. Their president just stepped down and at least that the Texans organization asked them to wait because they didn't want to even look even worse of a, a shit show that they already are. So, um, just wild there with the Watson situation to see where he might go. But I want to talk to you about the Rams with Matt Stafford real quick, because the NFC, um, obviously you have the Bucs who, who are pretty good, but the Rams were pretty good last year, and that was with Jared Goff. 
Do you, do you, James, do you think that Stafford's like a considerable upgrade? Because we talked about a little bit of the odds, um, the look ahead odds to next year. And, you know, what, what if Stafford went to the Niners or somebody like that? But he, he lands with the Rams, who obviously have a tremendous defense, and they already have some weapons in place, too. Yeah, I think that's a big upgrade. And I think what you're going to see is, is I don't know their cap situation. I have to imagine they're in a much better spot now with Goff gone. Um, but I think you're going to see, we've already heard names like Marvin Jones wanting to follow Stafford there. I, I have to imagine that there's going to be, or, or that's going to be one of the, I think, preferred destinations for a lot of free agents. So I, I think the Rams are going to be really good next year. Yeah, AK. What about you? Do you do you think that's a significant upgrade from uh, old Mister Goff? Yeah, I think it's a massive upgrade. I'm very bullish on Stafford. I think he's you know a top six or seven arm talent in the NFL, and now he actually gets a offensive coordinator that or a head coach. You know what I mean? Um, calling the play form that actually understands football. It could seem like so. The Rams are now thirteen to one to win the and to win the Super Bowl next year, and they are six to one to win the NFC with the Packers and Bucks at both four and a half to one, and with the Packers at four and a half to one, with all the Rodgers talk, kind of makes you nervous. And then the history of the Bucks not really or the history of teams not repeating in Super Bowls at six and. Six to one. I kind of like the Rams to win the NFC next year as a future bet. Yeah, and that actually jumped up seven points. So they went from twenty to one before the trade to thirteen to one um, to win the Super Bowl for that. And they actually jumped ahead of the 49ers who were in their division, who were fifteen to one. And now they, the Niners actually moved up a point to fourteen to one, which I think is pretty interesting. But maybe it's just because. Um, they did. They wanted to make the Rams and the 49ers as close as possible on that. But yeah, I mean, obviously Vegas <laughs> thought it was a pretty significant upgrade too because they they jumped up uh, to the sixth highest odds in the entire NFL um, after making that trade. Do you think where? Well, I guess I should say it like this: Where do you think? Where do you think Deshaun Watson lands? Ak. I still think he ends up in Miami. Um, I don't know if they're going to get the price they want for him because it sounds like they're asking a ridiculous amount. And is he worth it? Yes. But are teams going to be willing to mortgage that? I don't think so. I think Miami has the most draft capital and is going to give them the best offer by draft day. And if Watson is really gung-ho on wanting a trade, I think – the Dolphins kind of know that, and why offer the house when you can only offer the garage? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point. Hey, James, last time when we talked about this, um, we talked about how we thought it was probably, you know, it, it's always, it, you, you always want to lean towards he just stays with the team he's currently on, especially in this situation. We really never have seen a player try to flex their muscles as much as, Watson is when it comes to being traded, um, you know, especially, I guess, is a high pro, high profile player like this, I guess, where he's, you know, talking to organization, he's making it pretty known how unhappy he is. Right now, if you look at the odds, the Dolphins are 10 to 1, which they're the fifth highest of anyone. Um, so, I mean, 10 to 1, 
is not bad. And actually, they're tied with the Raiders at 10-1, so I guess technically they're tied for fourth. Um, but the Texans are still the favorites, plus 250. James, do you think that you'd be still looking for that Houston at plus 250, or would you be looking uh, potentially somewhere else? I don't think he gets traded. Yeah, I, I think he stays with Houston. Um, I don't think they have. He, I don't think he has any leverage. I mean, how much money is it going to cost him to sit? I, I don't know exactly what it cost Lev Bell to sit out a full season, but it wasn't cheap. And I just, I don't know. I, I think it's too hard to make that move. I, I yeah. just, I, I don't see it happening. I guess I, I don't really know what else to say. Like I just. I don't think he has the leverage and I'm still trying to figure out who the hell the head coach is that they hired. Like who is that guy? Never heard of him. <laughs> He's actually part of the Andy Reid coaching tree, which is not shocking considering he was a wide receivers coach for the Ravens. Yeah. He's the receivers um, coach and pass game coordinator for the Ravens. Ah, yeah. The vaunted pass game for the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens averaging 150 receiving yards a game, which, like uh, I don't get it. No, I mean, I think what well, I think I saw some reports saying it was basically they they hired a guy that will be a yes man for that Jack Astrobe guy, whoever that is, um, that somehow has all this power with this team. Um, AK, a couple more quarterbacks that have been rumored to be traded is your boy Derek Carr, and then Carson Wentz. Do you think either of these guys get moved? Do you think they both get moved? Who do you think gets moved first? I think Wentz gets moved first. Um, I don't think the Eagles organization likes Wentz. I think that's why they got rid of Doug Peterson, because I think Peterson wanted to keep Wentz, and I don't think he wanted Jalen Hurts. And they took Hurts in the second round last year. So I think the organization just wants to get rid of Wentz. I see him getting traded first. And I think the only way they trade cars if they get Watson. So... I don't think that's happening. That would be interesting. Where do you where 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 do you think Wentz goes? If you had to guess, Pittsburgh would be my first guess. I think Pittsburgh is a win now team that needs a quarterback, and with Stafford off the market, I think they are an organization that would be willing to pay a first for Wentz instead of drafting a rookie and trying to develop him. Interesting. Pittsburgh is twenty-five to one to land Carson Wentz, so decent value. I think, there. I think Big Ben's coming back. Um, I think oh. the Colts for uh, Wentz. I think that's a name that's been tossed around. I know the Bears are rumored, but I saw something today or yesterday that said Ryan Pace never actually made an offer. So it's probably a good thing that that he didn't. And someone I saw tweeted that um, all the Wentz trade rumors have been made up by the Eagles organization because yeah. they have been getting pretty much any interest in him or little interest in him, so they're trying to generate higher bids. So Driving the price up. Yeah. yeah. I think the Raiders quarterback that gets traded is Mariota. Yeah, could see that. He's, I mean, he, he, I think he's a pretty valuable commodity. He's somebody that if you get with the right coach in the right system. What would you say, okay? Mariota to the Patriots. I could see that. I, I think he's going to get a second chance somewhere. Yeah, I could see him. I mean, the other you think in that sense too, like a Jameis Winston, does he get a chance with the to be the guy for New Orleans, or does Peyton say I'm going to play my boy Taysom Hill? I don't no, know. No, I think I think it's going to be Winston there. That would be my bet. 
Yeah. The, just as a point of reference, too, you talked about the Bears for Wentz. The Bears are minus 150 for Carson Wentz right now, which is pretty crazy. That's a pretty pretty big, uh, or I should say pretty low number for that. And I guess one of the other quarterbacks I wanted to talk about is Sam Darnold because he's got um, odds up right now as well on DK Sportsbook. Um, James, is he getting traded or is he staying? Ooh, I think he gets traded. Um, Steelers or the Colts, are, I think, are a couple of teams that could make sense there. I, again, I think with the Steelers, I could see Big Ben coming back for another year, so I'm not sure. Man, the quarterbacks this offseason. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this offseason um, with, with all that stuff. There's going to be so much movement. It's so crazy. I mean, it's so crazy, too, because, like, the sports books already have these, like, all these guys up already. I mean, they even have an Aaron Jones figure of, like, where he could be playing next year. I mean, and he's a free agent, obviously, but... Aaron Jones, A-Rob, where's A-Rob going? A-Rob's going to Kansas City. No, Justin, get off that horse. Dude, did you see him tweeting out during the Super Bowl? Yeah, he was, was he talking about uh, Mahomes? He was all about it. He said, you know, 15 is the truth. He's... He said, "No hat. I want to. I'm just ring chasing now. I'm, I'm going to take a pay cut, dude. He's coming to Kansas City. That's gonna. I'm telling you, he wants to play with Mahomes. Shitty quarterback. What's that? He loves shitty quarterbacks, so he'll probably <laughs> then he would be going to the Bengals. You guys got one leg. Yeah. Where? What do you think the Patriots are going to do this offseason at quarterback? Sign a veteran or draft someone? I mean, with Brady winning the ring, does that put extra pressure on Belichick now? No. Yeah. He's got how many rings? Yeah. Pressure I, 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 pressure I don't think it puts on him, but they've got to do something, right? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. they have. To, I think I, they'll draft somebody in the first round. They. I, yeah, I, I just you can't. Clearly, if you thought what's his face there, the guy that ended up not starting instead of Cam Newton, if you thought he was the guy, you would have let him start last year, not signed Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I can't even remember his name. That's how bad he was. Stidham. Stidham's not the guy. Stidham. No, Stidham stinks. Cam Newton stinks. So I don't know what the Patriots top ten. Uh, I don't know. Pull up the draft order. I was just looking at it, and I can't remember. Top 15, probably. Yeah, they won some games that were dumb of them to win. Um, Patriots, exactly 15. Pick 15. Yeah. So, I mean, BYU area. No, Wilson's going before that. You're looking at, like, Trey Lance or Mac Jones there, I would say. Mm, Mac Jones, Alabama, Nick Saban, Bill Bozak, good friends. There you go. AK's connecting they, the dots, everyone. <laughs> they, I think this is going to be a draft where you see, uh, you know, three, four guys go pretty early. I, I think it's going to be one of those drafts. Uh, quarterbacks, I should say. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lawrence is guaranteed to go one. I mean, so it's just a matter of when then Fields and Wilson follow. And I think I think Lance might surprise people. He's, he's going to go pretty soon. He's, he's pretty good. I, I've... I, I like I like him quite a bit to be honest. He's got a pretty yeah. live arm. Played played in a multiple offense where you know he's running a lot of different stuff out of shotgun, out of under center play action stuff, turning his back to defenses, making reads from it. I, I think he I think he can play. He'll be a, he'll be a good player in the NFL for sure. 
Do you think the 49ers signing Josh Rosen to a extension means anything, or do they just like him as a backup practice squad guy? I mean, with all the reports, it doesn't seem like um, Shanahan's completely sold on Garoppolo, so maybe. Maybe it says, hey, we're going to give this guy a shot, and if he comes out, yeah. That's a low-risk um, acquisition, right? Like, it's not going to cost them a lot. You never know what you have there. I don't think he's – I think if he could trade for Kirk Cousins, he would. I think he loves Kirk Cousins. So wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if something crazy like that happened. Um, but I, I don't think he sold on Garoppolo. I love those type of signings too. Like you just mentioned, James, those it's a low, low risk, high reward, right? Here's a guy that was, I wouldn't be mad if Buffalo did it. Like why not? Agreed. I think that I was, I've been saying I wanted the chiefs to go sign him off of the bucks practice squad, come play in Kansas city, be a backup for a few years, trade him, you know, trade him to see if you can get a second or third or fourth for him. I think it's smart. Develop young quarterbacks. You never know, especially a guy that was drafted like Rosen. Rosen was pretty, Highly touted coming out of college. I mean, he was he was yeah. the guy that everybody kind of <laughs> expected to be the next guy, obviously. And then, you know, ever got a fair shake? No, no, not anywhere. He went to the Cardinals, played behind arguably the worst offensive line, other than the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Um, and then, you know, Cliff Kingsbury says Rosen's our guy, and then and then they draft Murray, <laughs> not so much your guy anymore. So. Pretty interesting there. I, I love the signing though. I think it's pretty. It'll be an interesting. Um, like it, it is crazy to, to think the the amount of quarterbacks that could be changing teams and everything that's going on. I mean, it's almost easier to list the the teams that have quarterbacks that aren't going anywhere <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm gonna make it a short show tonight. We uh, we got a lot of stuff. Coming down the docket, though, we, we're going to be talking fantasy rankings, you know, by position, running backs, quarterbacks, receivers. We'll be going into de- into detail about the draft and some rookie stuff and how that affects dynasties. Um, we'll do more future bets. We're also going to be working on some golf shows for golf betting. Um, we obviously wanted to wait until football got over. It's just with the time we're, we're limited to how much we are able to do um, as a group, obviously, but um, we'll have that coming out. Make sure you're checking out all the stuff because we do tweet, tweet out our, our golf bets at the Ballin' Over Beers um, Twitter handle. It's called at Ballin' Over. So we do tweet the, tweet the bets out. Last week um, we are on Brooks Kafka, kind of a community win there. Everybody was kind of on Brooks at 50, 50 to 1, so that was a great hit for us. But, um, you know, we hit a couple top 10s the week before too, so – Definitely be checking those out um, and trying to, you know, tell them. We've been pretty decently um, hitting the last couple weeks at least, so hopefully we can keep that going this week at, at Pebble Beach. But why don't we uh, why don't we get out of here for tonight and uh, tell everybody where they can find you. So, AK, I'll let you go first. Wherever can everybody find you on the Twitter and, and Action Network and all that stuff? Um, well, Action Network, I don't really put my golf bats, but uh... – you can find me on the Twitter at Kenny True Love. And like Justin said, make sure you follow the ball and over. If you did last week, you would have hit a 50 to 1, which was a nice uh, start to my Sunday to watch all my money get lost from prop bats. But at least a broke even, I guess. It was, yeah, it was a good thing that we did hit that one because the Super Bowl bets uh, did not go our way. Um, James, where can everybody find you? 
Yeah, I'm at uh, Fitchy 2-4. I'm looking forward to learning a lot about uh, the, the golf uh, DFS space and even some, some golf bets. Hell yeah. I, I've said it before that I think golf is the most fun fantasy and betting sport that you can do. It's just you pay once and you get four days of entertainment. You get a lot of sweat. Um, it's it's highly entertaining. And you get monster numbers. Like we just said, we just hit a Brooks 50 to 1. So you don't get those kind of numbers betting football games. But no. we do we do appreciate everybody being here throughout the entire football season. Um, it's been a heck of a time. I, I enjoyed coming on and recording these shows with these guys every single week. So hopefully you enjoyed it too. Make sure that you're following us. Um where we just told you, you like the show, share it around. Make sure you're going over to Border Field Sports. There's a ton of stuff going on over there um, still with articles and everything. There's a lot, going to be a lot of football stuff. There's going to be a full draft preview coming out. So a lot of stuff going on um, over there. More podcasts, all that good stuff. But we appreciate everybody being here, guys and gals. We will talk to you next time. <laughs>